Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Anybody like rain? I like rain. I've lived here my whole life, and um, when, I was, when I was a kid, they didn't have adequate storm drains across Phoenix because, and, and in all the towns because, by and large, it didn't rain that much. But it was amazing how fast blown-up inner tubes and canoes would come out if we got a good rain. You'd see kids floating down the gutters in, in inner tubes and, and stuff like that. There was a spot on 51st Avenue and Indian School Road that must have been like one of the low spots in the, that whole area of town and all the water would flow there. And there'd pe- be people out in canoes in the parking lots and down the streets because the water would be about that deep. It was fun, man. It's like rain becomes a holiday. As you can tell by how many people aren't here, there's some folks out holidaying not here. Yeah, maybe they're in the inner tubes, yeah. Maybe they are. So how are you guys doing? Is Jesus touching your life this morning? I hope that's going on here in this room and at home, that you're very, very blessed. And Lord, do more. We want more. Amen. Amen. Last week... Um, Oh, before I get to preaching, I just wanted to ask you to take a minute and check out our exhibition of Big Ugly Squash out in the lobby. That's from our garden group here, which will be starting up again soon. And uh, we've got some nice-looking squash there, and we've got some truly hideous-looking squash. I'm really proud of, yes. Check them out. You may not be able to tell, but I'm like stalling, looking for what Holy Spirit's doing here. I don't. I, I think we ought to just tell some Holy Ghost stories right now. Do you ever do that? Tell Holy Ghost stories. I love doing that. Some of you are saying, "Holy Ghost? Why are we talking about ghosts in churches?" That belies that you've never read the King James version of the Bible. Holy Spirit stories. Okay, I'll take three. Three, th- three people with a story about what God's done. Okay, Rhonda, Carmen, come on up. Martin, okay, come on. Let's, let's tell some stories. I thought that pastor was supposed to be preaching. What's going on here? You might get a message out of today. This is Rhonda. Um, I just went on vacation um, in June, and I flew, and I always hear these pastors tell these God stories, and so anytime I fly, I'm always like, God, give me somebody, give me somebody, so I'm getting ready to fly, but kind of a big girl, you might notice that, so I want a wind, I want an aisle seat, so this time I paid extra money to early check in to get an aisle seat. I got to the airport, and this dear little old lady didn't know what the heck she was doing. She was totally lost. So I spent my whole morning getting her through the security. 
And when I got to my plane, it was 10 minutes before it took off, and I was the fourth person from the end to load. So I spent $25 for nothing, and I had, uh, I had to sit in the middle seat. And so I look back, and there's these two big, burly-looking white guys with, like, the bald heads, tattoos, and I'm like, they'd be friendly, but I'm not going to fit between them well. So I found another seat, and there was this dear little lady sitting there and this nice gentleman on the other side. So we start talking, and I'm just like, dang, I paid extra money for this seat. So we start talking, and she had just retired, and her husband told her that, he, that God said it was okay to have a divorce, and he was, like, changing her whole life at, in her 60s. And so we literally had a prayer meeting, encouraging, exhorting. She was a Christian. I got her information. We're going to be in touch when she gets back on this side. And it's like we just literally had a prayer meeting right on the plane. And if I had got my early bird seat that I paid for, who knows where I would have been. But God saved that seat just for me. So it's pretty cool. If you ask him for opportunities, he will supply them. Awesome. Let's give the Lord a hand on that one. Thank you, Jesus. This is Carmen. Yeah, that's Sue for short. <laughs> well, I'm a boy named Sue. Amen. Amen. I want to tell a story about how God brought my princess into my life. Because it's really awesome. I, you know, I was... At a time, I was working two jobs. I had a full-time job as a test engineer at the University of Alabama in Huntsville, and I was working in Alpha Omega Services as a handyman on the side at night, and it kept me out of trouble. One day, I'm mowing this apartment complex yard, and the devil said, just clear the bell, because I'm six years going into believing God for a wife, you know? And the devil spoke to me just as clear as the boss. says, I'm going to do everything I can to keep you from finding your wife. And the Holy Ghost rose up in me and said, Devil, God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In Amen. fact, you know, when he decides to bless me, there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. In fact, tonight I'm going to go down and I'm going to go to surface merchandise and I'm going to pick out her rings. I don't know who she is. But it don't matter. I believe God for a wife, so I'm going to go and get her rings. So I went down to service merchandise. You know, they used to be in business. And I said, Holy Spirit, I don't even know who she is or what she looks like, so I need you to help me pick out the rings. So I picked out this set of uh, one-carat solitaire, and it had ten stones and half-carat stones as a wedding band. And so I put them on layaway. And paid them off. And actually, service merchandise put those same diamonds on sale. And I was able to go back and exchange the wedding band for a full carrot of <laughs> 10 stones for the same price. And so I put them in, on, on the, I put them in safety deposit box after I had paid them off. And then I sat down. One day I was getting my bills because when you're known as a giver, every ministry in the world starts sending you, we need donations. And one time, and then this one ministry on Wings of Eagles, which is about helping Jews make Aliyah to Israel. And I heard many, many teachers, if you want to sow a seed, sow it in good ground. And I knew by Isaiah that he was going to bring the, Gen- the Jews back to Israel in order to the Gentiles. Back to the wife. Right? <laughs> well, 
And so I was going to throw that out, and then the Lord reminded me that that was good ground. So I said, okay, Lord, I'll write a check to fly one person from Russia to Israel and call it my wife. And he asked me, he says, well, what if she has a family? I said, okay, I'll write a ticket for two people to fly from Russia to Israel, and I'll call them my family. And I wrote the check and put it in the mailbox. Just as soon as I put it in the mailbox, the Lord spoke to me and says, just before you've asked, I've answered. Seven months later, my wife and I were married. And, and this is the thing. The rings fit perfectly. Amen? <laughs> they did. They fit perfectly. And she had started coming to my church two weeks before I wrote that check. Hmm. Amen? Yes. <laughs> good stuff, ah. right? <laughs> That's good. Thank you, Carmen. This is Martin. Well, I've been here for about nine years, and I've heard Pastor John invite people up to the front to bow down, to pray, to lay prostrate, to wave banners. And late last year, I felt called on that. And one of our ladies in the Royal Ranger Ministries, who has been doing it for years, says, Martin, you need to go do it. I took that as kind of confirmation, so I made these basic flags that uh, were just blue and got started with them. And it's like, I've never imagined myself up here. But I tell you what, body, soul, and spirit worshiping like that is amazing. Okay? And that's not me normally. I mean, I'm normally in the back, I don't want to come up front. I want to make a scene or all that. But anyway, I love it. Okay, it is amazing. I can't tell you the feeling of body, soul, and spirit worship. And a couple months ago, we had a family camp out in the woods in the creation. It was all amazing. And there was a bunch of us there worshiping with flags. And, oh my gosh, under the stars, in the trees, and... Oh, my wife, the, 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 the topic of this camp, every camp has a theme. And the theme was praise. One evening service, we were praising, and we were just around the campfire. Imagine that in the darkness, beautiful skies. I'm raising my arms up to praise the Lord. And every time they went up this high, it was like electricity, heat, and I'm something I've never felt. I wasn't faint or anything, but I stuck my hands up, and it was just, it was a, almost a physical touch. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> and I tested it again. It's unbelievable. And, but uh, it's also part of serving, and I got to encourage people to serve, because when you serve, whether it's in a ministry or just helping out, God's in the middle, yeah. and when you serve, the blessing goes both ways equal, and it's just over the top. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Is that good stuff or what? We serve a right here, right now God. Right here, right now. If the God you're serving isn't right here, right now, taking action in your life, being real in your life, you may reconsider who you think God is. 
He is here. His promise, the promise that launched the church into being the church is the Holy Spirit being with us and in us. Okay, now I'm going to speak very briefly about what I talked about last week because I don't think we're done with it. Anybody here last week? What did I talk about? This is a test. <laughs> Judgment. One guy, we got one right here that remember. Yes, there you go. Not judging. This, this morning, I, got, I received a word as I was being prayed for before the service about how the Lord is like placing this ephod. Some of you may not know what an ephod is. It was a, a, like a breastplate that the high priest in the old covenant would wear. And it was a sign of that authority. It was a sign of his position. And on it were stones. I like, some of you know I'm a rock hound and I like, I like stones, beautiful stones. And there were stones representing every tribe of Israel on it. And he would represent the tribes to God and God to the tribes. And yet in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, we're called kings and priests to our God. Ladies, that counts for you too. Queens, how's that? The church is supposed to be the ones that represent God to man and man to God of all the tribes of the earth. And yet somehow in the midst of all this, at least here in this nation, I can't speak for the rest of the world, the church has become known for being judgmental and bringing division. We live in a world that's so, in a nation that's so divided over all these different opinions of, of this kind of opinion, that kind of opinion, this kind of religion, that kind of religion, this people group, that people group, this political persuasion, that political persuasion. And I'm telling you, it, none of that matters before the throne of God. He's made us one people. He's made us uh, all these different kinds and all these different ways and all these different tribes. And He loves us to come together under one God. The church should be the great uniting factor in our nation. That doesn't mean that every opinion of man or societal opinion is okay. I'm not, listen to me. But that doesn't make us judge. It gives us opportunity to trust and serve our God no matter what He says. Jesus said this in, uh, you guys might want to put it up, uh, Matthew chapter 7, starting with verse 1. I'll just quote it real quick. They can put it up there. Do not judge lest you be judged. For whatever, what, uh, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. Everybody say, ouch. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Next verse. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Okay, let's stop right there. Good enough. I believe the Lord is setting the church up for revival, to sweep through our nation in power, and for us to be a part of it, it's time for the church to stop pointing the finger and start tank, taking the plank out of our own eye. 
Listen, we can take all this very harshly or we can look to God in faith and say, He's given us His grace and we can make every change we need to make in our life by His power and we're not reliant on our own power. Okay, let me talk briefly about judgment. Do you know when we place ourselves as judge of someone else, it is actually that judgment that you speak, oh, those political people on the right, oh, those political people on the left, oh, those, you know, they're stupid. That, that group over there, they're stupid. They're morons. You know, they ain't no curing stupid. Come on, I, I'm sure... I'm sure I'm the only one in this room that has said anything like that, right? Yeah? I, I used to hone that to a fine art. I'd look at people's license plates as they were driving. Stay away from that guy. They're from that state. You know, we do that. We, we judge people. And listen closely to this. If you disagree, you're wrong. Okay? That's just, I'm sorry. When we speak judgments, that judgment is not about the other person. It's about you. It's about you. Really? It's about your perspective, right? I see it this way, and you're verbalizing that way that you see it. That judgment that we speak against someone else, which, by the way, is closely akin to a curse. Yeah? Yeah? That judgment is actually about you and your perspective. Let me tell you, in honor of the sons going to the finals and doing what they usually do. I love you, Dennis. The sons went to the NBA finals and lost again. Yes. Oh, how the disappointment of it all. Okay, but in honor of that, I want to tell you a story about the sons. In 1993, the Suns also went to the finals. And at that time, they had a player on their roster named Danny Ainge. Anybody ever hear of Danny Ainge? That guy was one of the smartest players to ever play the game and had very little athletic talent. And he cheated like nobody's business. That guy was the worst cheater you ever saw. He would take every advantage that he could. And he was really smart. So... One famous play I loved watching. Listen, listen carefully. What's he talking about? I thought we were talking about judgment. Okay, I'll get there. Danny Ainge was on the court. One of the Suns players shot the ball and missed. The guy on the other team goes up and gets the rebound, comes down with a rebound with his elbow out like this, and comes around like that. And Danny Ainge's head whips back and he falls to the ground holding his face. And they call... You know, if you stick your elbows out and whirl around in, in the NBA, it's a technical foul. So not only do you get a, a free throw shot, you, you get the ball. So the rep, here's Danny Ainge here. Here's the guy that made the rebound and come around. The official, there's an official behind him. There's an official on this side. Both officials called a technical foul for that guy coming down and hitting and they showed the play again on instant replay from this way. And it looks like that guy just wallops Danny Ainge. 
They showed it from that side, from where the other official is. It looks like he just creams them and just hits them in the face. But they showed one more shot from this side. That guy missed his face by that much. That guy cheated like nobody's business. I mean, that guy, that was the guy that rebounded, came around, wasn't even close to Danny Ainge, and he gets his head jerks back and he falls holding his face and everything. It's like he didn't even come close to him. Our judgment is about our perspective. This referee saw the play and called a technical foul. That referee saw the play and called a technical foul. That guy did it, right? No, the truth was, Danny Ainge is a cheater. <laughs> That's the absolute truth. And at that time, they didn't have instant replay. They didn't do instant replay, you know, and change the decision. Now, I'm sure Danny Ainge got fined a lot of money later on for it. But in the moment, the Suns got the ball back and got a free throw shot, which, by the way, he almost never misses. Your judgments on what's going on are based on your perspective. Your perspective, if we don't stop and consider where other people are coming from, and that's all we're judging from, your, excuse me, your perspective is self-focused and self-centered, and it's about your selfishness, if that's all you're thinking. Is anybody alive in here? <laughs> Our judgments, if the thing that Jesus is telling us not to do is based in selfishness and self-focused, and I, I need to wrap this up. Is this making sense? Any hu humble people here? Can you lift your hands and say, oh my gosh, that's me. Help me, Jesus. See, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen here. I don't want everybody to just walk out of here feeling like, oh, I'm terrible. I'm no, you're not terrible. You're worth the life of the Son of God dying to take away your sin and rising from the dead. You are amazingly important to God. And now it's time to, to experience more of the fullness of what God has for us in the here and now. And one of the things that gets in the way is when we place ourselves in judgment of other people. And what this world needs is people who are not dispensers of judgment. Oh, but I know the Bible. I'm right. That doesn't keep you from being self-focused and a jerk. Can you say that in church? Can, can, Irene, can you say that in church? We're the church of jerks for Jesus. No, we're not. We're not. See, you can be right and be totally not righteous. You may be right about what you're saying, but that don't make you righteous. Righteousness comes with grace and mercy. Righteousness comes with love. Not condoning wrong. Don't get me wrong. We're not condoning wrong. We're coming with loving answers. We're coming with... You, you see, if we really want to be an agent of transformation for our nation, we come with a handout to help people hand to help people up from where they've fallen. Now, okay, I'm going to end with one last thing about perspective. Listen, 
Jesus said this. He said, whatever you want, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's like just a couple of verses after this about judgment. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Some, some of us know this is called the golden rule. Many of us call it that. Okay, Stephanie, help me. Come on up here. Hurry. Okay, now stand up in front of all these people here. And I want you to hold this with both hands like this right up against your glasses and look out at right up against your glasses. What do you see? Yeah. Okay. Blurry dollar. Say again, what do you see? Blurry dollar. Okay, yes. Okay, let's try it with something else. Okay, let's... Here. Try that. Let's do it with this other thing. Here, I'm, we're going to try it with pocket lint. Here. There's actually some in there. Here. There's a quarter. There's a quarter. Take your glasses off. Okay. Hold those quarters up against your eye. Open your eyes. What do you see? Mm, I see blurry. I see the coins and blurriness. Say again. The coins and blurriness. Okay. So, if you hold anything, that's good. Thanks. Everybody give her a hand. Anything you hold too close to your eyes, that's all you can see. Money is striving to be, our, be a God in our lives. Jesus called it mammon, which was the name of a pagan god. Your perspective, what you hold so close, will dictate your perspective. Jesus in, first, or in Colossians chapter 3, I want you to read it. What did I say? Read Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 5 especially. Paul is telling us to keep our attention focused on what's above, not what's below. When we have a perspective based in heaven, we begin to see this world for what it is. And we also begin seeing from the perspective of God's loving mercy on this world. God wants to release His forgiveness, release His love, release His goodness. He, he wants His people to stop releasing cursing because we're so busy thinking that we're right and releasing judgments that the church has become known for that. And I would to God that we in this house and the church across this country and in the world are known as those who are generous, giving, loving, understanding, helping, guiding. Anybody alive in this room? That we would become a people that if we let go of the way the world does it because this issue of judgment is really a human thing, not just a church thing. And embrace God's... Per, perspective of what he, who he is and what he wants to do in this world will act completely differently. Why don't you pray with me? Lift, lift your hands to the Lord.
Lord, will you make us to be people who are no longer so self-centered that, Lord Jesus, we begin to see ourselves in this world the way that you see us, in love, in mercy, from your kindness. Lord, would you place in us your heart's desire for all people to come to you, for all people to be united, all tribes, all ages, all people, to come under the banner of the love of God, that we would be those who exemplify the way you want to do it and will stop trying to do it our own way. Lord, we want to know your ways. Lord, your word says it is your kindness that leads us to repentance. So we thank you. Make us kind like you are kind. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're done. We're done? Are we done? Okay, everybody, before you go today, I want you to tell somebody they're amazing and God loves them and meet at least one person you don't know. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't just stand up and run out the door. Look, we're, we're going to spend eternity. If you're a Christian, you're going to spend eternity with these folks. You might as well get to know them now. Okay, Stephanie, stand back up. I got one last thing. See that girl right there? God's fixing to use her in great power. He's rearranging, I see him rearranging pieces in you. And he's going to, that's, yeah. Okay, so somebody bless her and pray over her. God bless you. You guys have a great week. I'm done. Everybody at home, God bless you. I pray Holy Spirit fills each and every home in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com.